Our poor Let's boy. Let's do this. Our fucking boy. Our poor, poor boy. He's he's in a... <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Tuning into Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. My name is Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet at RoomwarePod, and you can find this podcast on Twitter at Gay Space Pod. With me, as always, is uh, my voxel based co host, August. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm August. You can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora. Um... My pronouns are they, them, and I wanted to say something else, but I forgot it. So, <laughs> that's fine. We're the best. We're the best podcasters. Yeah. We're I, great I mean, we this. have the belts. No one has challenged me for our tag team titles, so. Because <laughs> they know. Our tag team titles. Sorry, we only have the one belt. Uh, We share it. Oh, I should have br- I keep forgetting to bring it at pl- to places where we are both at. <laughs> so we can take a picture of it, us with the belt. Uh, it'll happen eventually. Um, let's see. Let's take a look at cartoon news. Um. They announced when the next Owl House thing is going to be, but I don't remember what the date was. Uh, it's the 21st, but it's all, it leaked onto iTunes already. Like it got posted to iTunes early. Ah. And then it got taken down. Rip. Yeah, uh, Dana Terrace was uh, displeased on Twitter. Understandably, because like it wasn't even somebody leaked the files, just Disney fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were going they put the last one for free on the premiere date on YouTube. And I was I'm wondering if they're doing this. They're going to do the same thing. Like, I have this distinct feeling that Disney just does not give a shit about this property anymore. Yeah. Which sucks. In other cartoon news, um, uh, oh, so, uh, so I, August has probably seen this. Um, but so WWE is having a weird, uh, having a weird week. They're not getting so. So here's the update that you you maybe don't know because I haven't posted about it in the server. They're not getting sold to the Saudi Arabian public interest fund. That okay. was, in fact, incorrect information. There is interest from the Saudi Arabian public interest fund to buy the company. But that's not, like it's not even close to official. There's other people apparently like uh, th- there's apparently other parties that are also interested in purchasing WWE, though mm. the goblin is back and that's for real. Gross. Truly. Um, fucking. 
uh, Vince McMahon is now once again chairman of the board for WWE, not CEO. That's uh, Nick Khan. Used to be shared between Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon, but Stephanie McMahon resigned last night. Um, and Nick Khan is the full CEO. Apparently, Triple H is still head of uh, content, uh, whatever. Uh, basically, is head of talent and creative. Um, so who fucking knows? I don't trust Vince to keep his hands off of the actual product. If he's act if he's there, apparently he's just or, there to facilitate a sale is the idea. I don't trust him to keep his hands off of. Oh, also other you know, living human beings, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, AW has a lot of problems, but <laughs> anyways, watch indie indie wrestling. Watch like Impact Wrestling. I guess I can't think of anything that you can just easily watch. Get a get like a Fight TV or an IWTV subscription. Just watch some weird wrestling. Do that instead. Fuck it all. Um. Let's see. Oh, the also the very funny, um, the very funny, then very dystopian uh, cartoon uh, titled um, Who's Going to Be the Speaker of the Fucking House premiered this week. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Christ. (laughs) Oh, hilarious and also terrible. Um, let's see. I think that's it for cartoon news. Have you been, what What have you been watching, August? Um, I finished Wednesday, mm-hmm. which, uh, came together fairly well in the ending. I'm, it's, I'm still on the fence on how the narrative wants you to look at Wednesday and the way that she's written. Mm-hmm. Um, but the supporting cast is really interesting. Um, it's interesting the way in which at the end in particular, Wednesday's fate depends on her relationship with the other girls in the show and the other women in the show. Um, but I don't know. It was fun overall. Good. I don't regret spending time watching it. Oh, I missed a a piece of cartoon news that's actually interesting. Toho bought 50% of, like, Bravest Warriors and Bean Puppy Cat. Oh, shit, that's right. Which, like, I loved the new being puppy cat that was on netflix i thought it was really really good beautiful fucking show lots of like slice of life anime vibes and then turns into what if slice of life anime was also evangelion toward the end so i'm very interested like i'm interested to see if toho will bring back bravest warriors because as i as i understand it's basically dead right now right as far as I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, as far as Wednesday goes, um, that's interesting. It, it's interesting. Like, I have this problem with like, a lot of because this is like Wednesday is a Tim Burton joint, right? He's like executive producer involved. Or yeah, he's involved, but yeah. I don't think he directed it. But I mean, I was incredibly leery because of Tim Burton's involvement because I've become really disenchanted with Tim Burton over the years. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it it came together in the end fairly well. What the the interesting thing when you talk about like Wednesday, the character not knowing how the the movie wants you to feel about her, I feel is like true about a lot of tim burton involved properties like he has care he has like main characters that are like not likable (laughs) or like not good guys per se but like the the movie or the like the product will generally treat them as like the hero but so there's a lot of tonal dissonance in that i feel like just generally in his properties um Mm. I'm thinking because I recently watched bits and pieces of it. I'm thinking about Nightmare Before Christmas, um, a movie that like I feel like Jack Skellington's a piece of shit, and I don't know why people like him. Like, <laughs> I've never understood why people like that character. I'm like, this is a fun movie, but also this dude's a fucking douchebag. <laughs> like, hmm? um, and like similar similar things about other like Tim Burton properties. Not not everything he does. I think like. You know, obviously, like the Batman products. I when he's adapting shit, I think it's generally better. Um, so like, uh, his I you know I'm a fan of his Batman movies, and then yeah. um, Frank and Weenie was also really funny fun, but also that is again like a, a he's adapting like a children's book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I mean I also like. Sweeney Todd is one of those like guilty pleasure musicals for me but also that he is just it's not like he's doing anything he's just adapting that for like like it's it's just the musical it's the exact like it's the musical script beat for beat just with nicer sets you know Mm -hmm. and so that that again he's got like a visual flair but I don't necessarily I don't know I have weird feelings then also he's kind of like seemingly kind of a piece of shit you know Probably. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of complicated protagonists. <laughs> fucking the witch from Mercury. Holy shit. <laughs> um, so the last episode came out and so I binged the back half of the, the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, my fucking fucking god august when it's available and like i'm probably just gonna find a torrent nope i'm not i mean (laughs) cut cut so we don't uh i'm gonna ask my uncle who works for um sunrise to get me a copy of the season Uh uh-huh um and i'm i'll send you uh the physical copy that my uncle from sunrise uh gives me um, because you've got to watch this fucking series, August. Like, it's it's got like big Utena vibes initially, 
but mm-hmm. like it tells this like the the protagonist is the it she is one of the best Gundam protagonists like in a long fucking time. Um, I love her. She's extremely likable and she's got like great characterization and her character evolves and gets very complex. Um, all her surrounding cast is extremely good. The political machinations that are typical in Gundam are there, but they slowly build in the background to like just a fucking mind melting crescendo, uh, in the last episode. And like, it was really weird. Um, this is my involve. Do you want? Do you mind if I talk some spoilery things? Uh, yes, because I do plan on watching it. It looks like it's available on uh, Crunchyroll. So yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, I, I have been watching it very legally with a VPN connecting to Malaysian Netflix. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want to get a Crunchyroll subscription for one show. I had a Crunchyroll subscription. I never fucking watched it. And so I wasn't like, I've decided not to go back to the Crunchyroll. A VPN I can use a lot. (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, Anya got a Crunchyroll subscription for various reasons. So it's like, eh, might as well. Yeah. Watch this show, August. This is the best Gundam. uh, This is like now my second favorite Gundam. Behind Turn A. Uh really fucking good it um also it's seemingly canonically gay like not just like oh they're uh i mean they didn't they haven't kissed but also i think these characters are like 14 or something like that but like Mm. there was a very intimate moment in one of the episodes that where i was like because i'm like what the fuck are these two right but there was like a very because like i'm like is this Because you know how, like, for a lot of Utena, the actual series of Utena, you're like, if you don't know the end of the series, you're like, are these two actually gay? What the fuck is going on here, right? Because they have to play it. They they downplay some shit. Yeah. Um, They do that. It's not as explicit as I would prefer. Um, but also this is like an extremely mainstream anime with one of the biggest like tentpole anime franchises out there. Uh, so I will I will be happy that it's happening. You know what I mean? But the, the episode where their feelings get sort of like confirmed, it's very, very fucking cute. They're very, very fucking cute. The, the, the two are main protag and, and the love interest, the the groom and the bride. Um, mm mm-hmm. I mean, when somebody wins your hand in marriage and becomes the groom, like, I'm like, well, all right, I guess I'm going to stick around for this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty, pretty good. Um, and then I've been watching a lot of college humor <laughs> content. I was telling you about this last night because I really mm-hmm. like the shows Um Actually and Game Changers that they have on YouTube. And they, I've been getting a lot of suggestions for it. So, I mean, I think the algorithm is just behind college humor for some fucking reason right now. Uh, but it's um, it's pretty f- it, it's pretty good. Pretty good shit. I'm trying to think of something else. I've been I feel like there's something else I've been watching a lot of. Oh, GDQ is happening again. Oh, fun. 
Um, so I've been watching some speed, fun speed runs. Uh, oh, Sophie from Mars literally just posted like a new video called uh, Yay West and the fascists who love him. So I'm going to be watching that after this. Oh, boy. Because um, I love Sophie. She's very good. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, oh, I've also been watching uh, the show Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 a lot. Mm. <laughs> Uh, turns out that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's DMZ mode is the exact kind of thing that itches my brain in that ex- that that perfect way. Um, I'm very happy for you. Yeah. Um, it's probably bad for me on, like, a long-term basis, but, uh, as I mentioned to August before, I've been spending a lot of time in the house, and so it's been helpful for that. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we've put it off enough. The boy. We must talk about him. We've got to talk about the boy. This week, we are covering episodes 14, 15, and 16 of Steven Universe Future, Growing Pains, Mr. Universe, and Fragments. Up first is Growing Pains. The 14th episode premiered on March 13th, 2020. Man, I remember watching the end of this show as fucking the world was collapsing. Shit. Fire. (laughs) It's not long after this we start this podcast, August. Yeah. Hold on a goddamn second. Hold on. Oh, I've got to pull it. God, I've had this Pinecast subscription for a long time. I'm realizing now, too. All right. Let's go to our episode list. Doop, 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 doop. Uh, does it tell me what day? Does it tell me what day it was posted? Okay, all right. We the the show will end before our show begins. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because the show had already ended. That's why I decided to do this. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we started July seventh, twenty twenty. So this will end like literally two months before we we start the show. How wild is oh, that? Man, that is wild. Um, this one was written by Paul Bellico and Drew Green. <laughs> Episode synopsis. Steven mm. sees a doctor for the first time. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that does happen. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you like in their defense. I don't know how you even summarize this episode. Yeah, I, I, I think that's about as good as any. <laughs> like the episode begins with an emotionally hungover. That's an interesting description. Emotionally hungover, Stephen. I mean, that's not wrong. No, he's having a fucking time. Our boy, he's having a fucking time. He's eating ice cream. He's mad at the television. He's watching a preview for the new dog copter movie that canonically confirms, I guess, that dog copter is gay. The gays are winning in Steven Universe, except for Steven Universe. He is the only gay not winning in Steven Universe. Um, he uh, gets a, a text message from Connie. Um and um, 
kind of oh no no sorry he uh decides he can't talk to the gyms because they're on a field trip for little home world um and he talks he decides he wants to talk to greg so he calls greg um greg is out managing sadie on her tour um with uh shep and um steven doesn't want to talk about his feeling like he tries to and then kind of like backs away from talking about what happened because this is in the immediate aftermath of the proposal um steven goes down to the fridge um and in the freezer he notices that uh, connie's glow bracelet is in there and he glows pink in reaction um but this time his body suddenly swells up all weird and that was really weird um and then Connie calls him and his body fucking does it all over again. He lets her message go to voicemail. Uh, and um, his hand swells up uh, so big that he accidentally video calls Connie. Connie expresses worry that he's all fucking fucked up and weird because he keeps growing and acting all fucked or and he's not acting all fucked up, but his body's acting all fucked up. Um, she's like, you should go to the fucking doctor. You should go see my fucking mom. Um, so luckily Dr. Mahesh Warren had a cancellation. She agrees to see Steven, uh, just to figure out what goes going on. Connie assures Steven that everything's going to be all right. And she leaves the room, uh, while on her phone, Dr. Mahesh Warren checks his temperature and then his heartbeat, uh, after he turns pink, getting a sound and also gets a weird sound from his gym. Uh, as she takes his blood pressure, his right arm swells up and breaks the cuff, uh, concluding that his blood pressure is fucking high. Uh, she asks about his general, um, it, does he have like a GP? And Steven's like, uh, I don't, I've never been to the doctor. She's like, how the fuck are you 16 and never been to the doctor? Uh, this provokes Steven to like swell up all pink. Uh, she takes some x-rays and we find out just some horrifying information about Steven. His skull looks really bad like listener if you're just listening to the sh listening to us not watching it you need to see the x-ray of steven's skull it's horrifying <laughs> yeah um he's had multiple 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 fucking fractures that all seem to heal instantly because he's goddamn immortal um but that doesn't mean that his body didn't experience that trauma um Dr. Mahesh Warren asks, like, you know, is there any, like, you've gone through a lot of physical trauma, is there anything that's, like, emotionally that's upsetting you? Like, can you think of some times when you were a child that was emotionally upsetting? And it's like, oh, this one time my favorite ice cream got canceled. Um, and then Steven recounts the entirety of Steven Universe, uh, and we get a montage that is just, like, a montage that is so fucking on the point that maybe August and I went back in time and edited it into this episode of the show. <laughs> um, Dr. Maheshwarn's like, uh, Stephen, I need you to be serious. And he's like, I am being serious. And she's like, Stephen, you've maybe been through so much trauma that you are now, you, your body is experiencing everything as like a life or death situation basically in like no uncertain terms saying steven has uh post-traumatic stress disorder basically uh this is an official diagnosis i don't think dr mahesh Horn is like say uh, a psychologist uh but she's the only doctor in the show and so we're not going to introduce a new character to tell the tell the audience what we all already know um steven uh 
she's like, he's like, well, why is this only happening now? She's like, well, was there any particularly traumatic events that have happened? Steven, Steven then remembers, oh, yeah, I asked, like, oh, yeah, I proposed to Connie and it was fucking terrible. Uh, and he begins to go swell up pink. Connie comes in the room and she witnesses Steven glowing pink and growing. Um, and her mother demands to know what the fuck is going on. That's when Connie realizes that Steven's rejected proposal the other day was the thing uh was doing this and that their presence is making steven worse steven continues to grow more and more because even he's getting even more stressed um that connie never told her mom what happened um and persuades the uh persuades the two of them to leave when he like screams i can't be around you right now uh this is when the entering the room greg arrives connie had called greg uh, he rushes into the room to try and comfort Stephen. Uh, as they leave, Con like Stephen says to Connie, "Thank you, uh, for calling Greg." S Connie acknowledges this and promises to be there for Stephen when he's ready to talk. Greg apologizes for not knowing what uh, Stephen's been going through, but Stephen assures him that it wasn't his fault. Um, Stephen reveals the prepare the proposed uh the failed proposal blah to Connie and and Greg is like. Yeah, it makes sense, buddy. And he starts crying a lot and shrinks down. Greg takes him back home. Back at the house, Stephen and Greg talk about how making mistakes is okay. And it's normal to most people, which makes Stephen realize that his future is for him to decide. Um, Stephen begins to show concern for pulling his father away from the tour. However, Greg is like, no, 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 don't fucking worry about it. You're my kid. You're the most important thing to me. And he suggests Stephen get some rest and tells him to take care of his problems one at a time. Putting Steven a little bit at more at ease. Star wipe the end. Oh boy. Indeed. <laughs> that should be the episode synopsis. Whew, man. Yeah. <laughs> um The show is here. The show has fully shown up to be very, very a lot. Yeah. Um, and also, like, re like this is one of the reasons why I really like Steven Universe Future. Is just, like, they, they fully deconstruct, like, w what kind of, like, fucked up shit being the chosen one should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it really, like, the, 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 I cannot stress enough how disconcerting the X-ray of Steven's skull is. That is some really top tier fridge horror. What's wild is like, I know what these injuries are, right? Because like his eye, all of the breaks are around his right eye. No, mm -hmm. left eye. Sorry. Um, and that's the eye that like Jasper headbutted him in. Yep. <laughs> so... And then just, like, all of the emotional trauma uh, that he's been going through just wrapped up in that, like, ridiculous montage. And it's, like, the thing is, it's good that the show understands what they did to their character. Like, mm -hmm. again, I the, the back half of this season is really interesting because, again, we see Paul Velikov is back. Like, and in the first half of this season, none of the old writers that we saw were in the first half of the season episodes. And now they seem to be back. Yeah. And the like, it feels like 
the the season's always been building to like from episode one, the season's been building to this. Like, I don't I think that they had a clear idea in their head, but I think like the. Like understanding the mechanics of how to generate an episode of Steven Universe have become better now that we've gotten like the the more experienced writers back in the room and that's not to discredit the other folks because like drew green who was not a writer that popped up originally in um the main series is also on this and it, it that's been true on all the episodes i'm just saying it's good to have somebody who has it like the people with experience help like with the structuring it's not necessarily that like the stories were bad the structures just didn't seem right at the beginning of the season yeah. Um, the <laughs> the the growing like just the glowing growing powers are just so fucking much. Just this is the 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 most body horror since cat fingers. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. It's not as horrifying and- as cat fingers. No, it's it's not, but it's still not great. No. Um I don't know. I'm trying to decide which which body horror is worse, this or when Steven possessed the melon Steven and the melon Steven was like slowly rotting away because that that's pretty awful too. Yeah. Oh, um, there also as Steven mentions in this episode, there is that time he got so old he almost died. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So. Um, I find Dr. Mahesh Warren very interesting in this episode. Like, it, it's interesting how Jim, like, slowly in the background, it's like, oh, yeah, gyms are just now part of society, basically. Aliens mm-hmm. exist and everyone's chill with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the very least, Beach City society, there's no real telling how they've affected the broader world or if they've affected the broader world, but it's definitely interesting that everybody's chill with it. But I mean, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, the gyms have been around for a very, very, very long time. So at least in beach city. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not that surprising that, you know, they're, the the fact that there are more of them now is just an accepted way of life. Right. Um and also like this has to be a like the 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 amount of gyms that are at Little Homeworld is just like a has to be just like a fraction of the population of gyms. Mhm. Uh, Cuz like it I I feel like it's safe to assume there's like millions of gyms considering they had a giant galactic empire. Oh yeah. Like I don't I don't think it's even like a fraction. You know, it's it's barely a rounding error. Yeah. Like I I I fully expect that the gym empire is billions. And I mean, obviously like societal change we we, uh, we don't see. It. We'll see it soon. We'll see it next time. Um but like societal changes taking hold, like sy- like systemically across gym society, um, just a little homeworld is a very small part of that actual actual change. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to see that, like, Dr. Mahesh Warren's like, well, I guess I've got to figure out how to be a doctor for gems now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty chill about it. Um, I mean, to be fair, like, she's had to, to learn to live with the fact that her daughter helped save the world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, that she's certainly chilled is, out. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is small potatoes. Mm-hmm. Also, I do Although, understand why Connie didn't tell her mom about Stephen's proposal. Yeah, uh-huh. I wouldn't have either. Like that's, yeah, I fully 100 uh, percent do not blame Connie for that decision. I feel like once she finds out, she'll be like, yeah, I can see why you didn't tell me about that. Yeah. Um, I do, I do deeply enjoy, um, Dr. Mahesh Warren, um, being willing to throw down with Greg over the, the, the lack of doctor care. Right. Um, I mean, he's not neat. Like Clark Kent doesn't go to the doctor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And probably for very, like. While Greg is a loosey-goosey dad, Stephen never got sick. And also, what do you do when you take a kid that you had with an alien from a fucking other planet who has a physical gem embedded in his stomach? What happens when you take that kid to the fucking doctor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, there's there's absolutely no way that Stephen doesn't arouse suspicion right i mean the kid's also never been to school a day in his fucking life yeah luckily he is you know he's gotten a good generalized education from you know his his various parental figures seems to like at least like conceptually has like a good like understanding of like you know functioning in the world just not emotionally but that's his fault either and our, our, you know, honestly, not really the gem's fault. You can only do so much when fucking a bunch of space dictators want your kid dead. Yeah. Um. I deeply appreciated the explanation of what the trauma has done. Mm-hmm. Um, a really detailed explanation, like like a good down to earth explanation of like having like being affected by a significant amount of trauma mm-hmm. and not like and oh go on sorry and and putting it in a way that that definitely emphasizes that not that it's normal mm-hmm. exactly but you know it's not like this is something to be feared or anything like that this is just this is what your body does yeah this is what bodies do this is what human bodies do Mm -hmm. and i mean she doesn't explicitly say like ptsd but also i feel like probably in real context like dr mahesh warden wouldn't because that's a diagnosis you know yeah and she's not qualified to give that though she would probably give steven a referral (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
I mean, but then he also started gro- gro- growing real big, like, you know, probably if, you know, he hadn't uh, almost swolled up so big he destroyed the room, uh, she probably would have gotten around to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, let's, do you want to let, I, there's, th- these three episodes are so fucking... This really is just like a tour of the downward spiral of Steven Universe's psyche. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, Want to move on to Mr. Universe? Yeah, I feel like Mr. Universe is probably going to be the, the one where I have the most to say. That's fair. Um... Episode, and I feel like we're going to bounce back and forth between all the three, because, like, we are now in the, every episode is just, like, dead following on from the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, episode 15 of Steven Universe Future, Mr. Universe, came out March 20th, 2020, um, written by Amish Kumar, Warren Fock, and Joe Johnston. Greg takes Steven on a road trip to find the origins of the universe name. I mean, that's not why they go on a road trip, but they they get there eventually. Yeah. Uh, Greg makes Steven ice cream a la pie. They're feeding this kid too much ice cream anyways. <laughs> um, for dinner, uh, relieved that Steven's swelling seemingly has gone down. Steven is still lost in thought as he has no idea... Um, who he is as, like, a person, because he spent so much time thinking that he was possibly Rose Quartz that he never figured out how to, like, be Steven Universe. Greg tells Steven that when he was a kid, he had no idea what the fuck he wanted to do until he hit the road and how um, and how he spent time, like, watching trucks go by, eating junk food, basically just kind of, like, having this experience. And he just, he suggests to Steven, hey, why don't we go on to a road trip? Maybe change perspective, get, like... Um, you know, get you out of the house, you know, get your head changed, get your head cleared out. Um, while they're on the road with, uh, Greg at the wheel, they have fun while they make a pit stop at, uh, Pepe's Burgers. I'm assuming it's Pepe and not Pepe's Burgers. It's P-E-P-E apostrophe S. I'm going to call it Pepe's Burgers. Um, okay. We get, like, a fun montage of them, like, singing songs and trying on sunglasses and just kind of having a good time. They arrive at a neighborhood, and Greg tells Steven that this is where he played his first gig in the area. And as Steven asks how he became Mr. Universe in the first place, Greg decides to show him where he came, how he came to be. Later, the van arrives at a certain house, and Greg climbs over the fence. Steven is like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we breaking into this house? Um... But Greg shimmies up a tree and climbs into a, a room on the second floor. Um, and uh, they begin, like, searching for something. Uh, Greg is looking for something particular in this house that Steven doesn't understand. While Steven goes downstairs to, like, leave a note and be like, I'm sorry if we did a B&E on you. Um, only to discover that this is the house of Mr. and Mrs. DeMeo. This is Greg's childhood home. Steven becomes excited to be in the house where Greg grew up and has uh, and was impressed by Greg's old belongings, like taking a look at like wrestling trophies and yearbooks and stuff like that. Um, and Greg is like, listen, Steven, it looks fine from the outside, but like 
I never did any of those things by choice. I never was allowed to like have agency or control over my own life. It was awful until I finally moved out. And I have an extremely Greg has an extremely poor relationship with his parents as signified by a drawer full of letters from Greg universe to his parents that seemingly have never been fucking opened. Um, the Greg, Stephen is, um, Greg tells Stephen about his poor relationship with his parents who, uh, were currently at their timeshare on Florida Island, by the way, we get a little bit of like geographical lore. We're going to talk about that. Um, (laughs) and, uh, how they made him miserable, uh, with his life because of his, um, with their lifestyle choices for him. On finding his graduation photo, Greg reminisces as parents made him get a bad haircut uh, for that explicit explicit moment right before graduation and right before he had a gig. Uh, Stephen asks if there were any pictures, if they, there were any pictures of that. Greg explains or asks, talks about having a gig. Stephen asks if there's any pictures of Greg like at gigs and Greg explains that his parents did not like that he was a musician um, it was functionally forbidden in the house. And suddenly Greg remembers uh, where his shit was and he gets into the air vent and pulls out his like hidden um, uh, hidden uh, box worth of bullshit. Uh, as they're leaving, Stephen takes like a picture of the thing, seemingly like enamored by this like regular kid ass life that Greg got to have. Um, Greg puts Stephen behind the wheel and plays for him a CD. Uh, Greg plays the song Mystery Universe by, I don't remember the name of the artist, but obviously David Bowie. It's it's <laughs> Carrie something. It's David Bowie. It's David Bowie, yeah. <laughs> this is the most David Bowie-ass song that's ever been written. Um, they listen to it, and Stephen is, is slowly having an existential crisis um the song ends and greg talks about how this was his inspiration to change his name to mr universe uh greg wants to replay the song but steven angrily turns it off telling him that he wished that he could have grown up with structure and supervision like his father had greg tells steven that those things that the things that he liked were always wrong to his father and greg uh are wrong to his parents and that they forced him to do a ton of stuff that he didn't ever want to do, that never spoke with him and never allowed him to, like, be himself. Uh, Steven gets angry and begins to glow pink with anger, saying that Greg Greg basically, like, made a whole bunch of, like, choices for Steven, lied to Steven, just like his mother did. Uh, Still mad, Steven adds that um, that he never did things like going to school or visiting the doctor like other fucking humans did. Uh, Despite, um... Greg's objections to Steven's beliefs. Steven gets really mad and rips the fucking steering wheel off the van and the van fucking crashes. Um, waking up, luckily, Steven and Greg are not fucking dead. Or Steven maybe can't die, but Greg certainly fucking can. And he's not Greg. Or he's not uh, uh, dead. Um, as they're sitting there waiting for the tow truck to come, Steven, or Greg is like, hey, listen, like, I'm glad that you felt comfortable enough to even, like, pop off to me. I would have never done that with my parents. Uh, 
the audio fades out as Greg goes on seemingly like a Greg style, like pep talk to Steven as um, Steven ignores his dad looking extremely sullen and deletes the old picture of his dad on the phone, sighing with disappointment star wipe the end. Steven <sighs> almost kills his own dad. This episode, how fucking yeah. this is where we, and like, the thing I really like about this fucking season is like it does build to this. Like this doesn't seem it's not out of the blue. Every character decision Steven makes in the beginning of the season leads to this and it all seems fucking reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from a from a character perspective, like none of this feels out of place. This this feels like a natural extension of of what has come before it, but that doesn't mean that I particularly care for the messaging of the episode or what Steven, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that Steven's showing Steven's takeaway from the situation, the way that the show does is particularly great. I mean, I th- I don't think the, gr- the the show agrees that, like, Greg was fucking perfect or Greg is necessarily right. Like, I think Greg certainly did have a like a strained relationship. I, I think the things that Greg says about his parents are probably true. As evidenced by the fact that, like. Like the stuff in their house, you know what I mean? Like the fact that there's probably like 20 or 30 years worth of unopened letters from their kid that they've just never they've you know functionally disowned him you know what i mean mm-hmm. like andy who probably has seen greg's parents didn't know that greg even changed his name or where he was you know what i mean yeah like how many times did andy probably come to the barn <laughs> and not know that greg lived in beach city yeah and it's just if somebody's telling you that their relationship with their parents wasn't good and their childhood wasn't good, it's a really shitty thing to say to them. I wish I had what you had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're like you're wrong for feeling the way that you do about it. Yeah. Like, like, listen, Greg's childhood had to be bad because if that shitty David Bowie song changed his life, it had to be really fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like listening to Spiders from Mars and then making that your whole personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, Greg grew beyond that. But yeah, yeah. like. I just. Mm-hmm. Steven's takeaway just sits really poorly with me. It's one of those things, you know, especially just, you know, having the the kind of relationship that I have with my parents, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, one of my parents. It's just feels bad, man. Yeah. Like this episode just made me feel bad and not in the way that I think that the the showrunners intended. How do you think the showrunners wanted you to feel? I mean, I definitely think that the the showrunners wanted me to to feel uncomfortable with the situation and, you know, feel like, you know, oh shit, the status quo between Steven and his father is broken and, you know, things like that, but I don't 
I don't think that the showrunners intentionally wanted me to feel like, you know, I was being thrown under the bus, but that's kind of how I felt. Mm-hmm. Again, as somebody with a, a strained relationship with one of my parents. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think we're supposed to sympathize with Steven at all. Like, on one hand, he's got, like, a point. Like, his, his, his anger comes from a place that, like, sort of makes sense that, like, if he had more structure in his life, maybe it wouldn't have. It's he is currently unmoored <laughs> and lashing out. Like, yeah, if Steven was in a better place headwise, he probably wouldn't be mad at Greg right now. You know what I mean? But like being in a van, looking at like a life that you theoretically could have had, because Steven always pretend like always wonders what the life like the big question for Steven Universe is like, what is my life like if I'm not Rose Quartz's kid? Mm. And then he gets a glimpse at that and it's a regular fucking life, just like all of his friends, just like the people like the things that he sees on TV, everything that's been modeled for him. And he didn't get to have that. And now he has a, you know, he's just ch- like and he's you know been told like what, two days ago, like. Oh, all of this stuff has broken you. <laughs> like you have gotten really fucked up because of all of this shit that happened in your life. And he looks at this totally normal life he theoretically could have had. And I get why he gets angry here because he's not like he's this is what happens when you're like hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? He's yeah. angry at not not really at Greg at just the universe. I didn't mean for that. <laughs> But, you know, um, and so he lashes out at Greg. But I don't think at all, like, even one little bit are we supposed to sympathize with Steven. I think going, like, from the last episode for, like, we've played the Breaking Bad theme, like, at the proposal going forward. Because, <laughs> like, Steven gets really, really, really shitty. And you know why it's getting shitty, and you can sympathize with the fact that he's in a bad place, but he is not in the, like, it's that sympathy of, like, watching somebody self-destruct. Like, you know the things that they're doing are wrong and bad, but you really don't want it to happen to them, but there's, like, the car crashes, like, the car crash very literally has begun. Now, given, I don't, I think that, like, they, they go really hard, like on it because like Greg's life does seem like it was really bad <laughs> like yeah. I bet Greg's parents suck shit Um, because like Greg still he doesn't do well in this moment Um, I think like the we're supposed to show that like no one understand like we're also not no one understands what's going on with Steven Partially because he's just not telling anybody what's going on and partially because like people like a lot of people, just regular people are not equipped to help folks with these sorts of issues in the way that they need. What Steven needs is like a therapist and medication. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Not a road trip with his dad. That could be a good, healthy thing in conjunction with those other two things. But Greg's just doing his best. But unfortunately, the things that he do, he's doing, he just doesn't have the skills or the he's not equipped to deal with this. And he's yeah. handling it 
poorly. The like, I'm glad that you lashed out at me. So I'm glad I almost fucking died. You know what I mean? Like that only reinforces where Steven's at. And not that like he should be fucking screaming at Steven or what have you. But like that's the wrong takeaway, right? Because Greg sort of centers himself in this, like in those final moments. He starts talking about, you know, I'm glad you did this because I never did that with my dad. And then he starts talking about himself. You know what I mean? And he's trying to relate those. I know why he's doing it. You can see why he's doing it, but it's just it's not the right. It's not the right approach to the situation. But also, he did almost just fucking die, so I'm going to give him a pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, genuinely don't think... I don't feel like Greg did anything wrong this episode. Greg didn't do anything... No, Greg didn't... Like, because I, just because I say he didn't handle the situations the best doesn't mean he did anything wrong. Like, he doesn't... He's not equipped to handle this, and he's doing the goddamn best that he can. And frankly, he's doing pretty okay. Yeah. 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 Like, Steven, Steven is, not, like, very quickly, I mean, he's kind of low-key been, um, but, like, for most of Steven Universe Future, the main antagonist of Steven Universe Future is Steven Universe. Yeah. Um, and that's a bold choice <laughs> to make with your children's cartoon. Though I, I don't know, Steven Universe, I guess, future is very much like a YA cartoon, but. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it's definitely not a children's cartoon anymore. No. Um, Still a bold choice to make with your cartoon, though. <laughs> um, But yeah, Steven's just like a little fucking asshole in this yeah i mean and you're right like he's being really shitty and i do wonder how much of the shittiness in what you were saying of like it feels like bad right if you have these sorts of experiences yeah but i do wonder if that was intentional to like really drive home the point that steven is being extremely like steven is very like angry and insensitive and mad and this isn't the boy that we're used to you know to like i don't know if steven is this shitty if we believe what happens in the next episode is hard (laughs) you know what i mean things do sort of escalate (laughs) yeah they they do But I do think I don't know. I yeah. just I feel like there are better there. There are other ways that Steven's shittiness could have been demonstrated. Yeah. And it just. It feels bad in a way that is not enjoyable. That's fair. Like there's there. There are things that the show has done where it's just like, OK, yeah, this is uncomfortable, but I see where they're coming from. Mm. And like, that's part of the enjoyment factor especially this season, like, like the entirety of, uh, together forever. Yeah. Like just watching a boy talk about watching a slow motion car crash. That was so deeply uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but I didn't come out of it feeling just crummy Mm -hmm. like that, you know? Yeah, that's fair. 
So, and, you know, it's, I'm not saying that it's necessarily bad. It's just, boy, this, this feels shitty. Yeah, it feels bad. Like it makes you feel bad personally about you. Yeah. yeah which I'm pr- I, like, probably is not the intent of the authors. I de- like making you feel bad. Generally, what you want is your your audience to feel bad about your characters, not about themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. It's, you know. It sucks. Yeah. It it feels super invalidating, like and, you know, just because, you know. I don't think if if I didn't identify with Greg in that moment, I don't think that I would feel nearly as strongly about this episode as I do, mm-hmm. but you know, I definitely identify more with Greg than Steven in this episode. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I do think that that is supposed to be like, that is intentional from the authors. I don't think you're supposed to like, like, you can understand why Steven is doing this, but not like context is not justification. Mm-hmm. Um, much like watching like an episode, like, you know, watching shows that perennially have like shitty main characters, you know, um, mm-hmm. like, like your breaking bads or your, you know, various seasons of the wire and shit like that, or the Sopranos, you know? Yeah. Or Matt, I never watched Mad Men, so <laughs> it's like one of the weird prestige television shows I never watched. Um, alrighty, you want to move on to fragments? Yeah, let's move on to fragments. Okay, we can stay on Mister Universe if you want. You have more things to say? I just, I, God, it's. I can't get over David Bowie. It's being the most David Bowie it, character who's not David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> God. I love the, the album cover. It's just uh Carrie Moonbeam, by the way. I just saw I just finally found the name. It's Carrie Moonbeam. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's David Bowie. It's so David Bowie. It's like and when it hits, it's not like it, it it is like full on 70s Bowie. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess like at least Greg didn't like change his entire life around like 80s David Bowie. <laughs> um, I like David Bowie, but the 80s were real bad for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, dance, like, Just Dance, or is it Just Dance? Dance. The one that's got that Stevie Ray Vaughan. Is that in the 80s, or is that, like, late 70s? Um, you know, if you'd asked me that 10 years ago, I could have told you off the top of my head. You know what song I'm talking about, though, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And that one's pretty good. But also, like, that's not a song so good that you change your whole life around it. I love David Bowie quite a bit. He's not got a, a single song that makes me change my entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Though I have kind of low-key done that with some bands before, but they're not David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. 
All right, Fragments, episode 15. No, 16, sorry. The murder got me confused. Uh, <laughs> came out March 20th, 2020, written by Lamar Abrams and Mickey Brewster. Steven heads to the woods to train with a powerful mentor. That's great. This synopsis, that's top-tier shit right there. Yes, perfect. A plus, 10 no out notes. of 10, no notes. Um, after crashing Greg's van during the previous episode, Bismuth is trying to figure... I forgot that's how this episode opened. After almost killing his dad, Steven is like, ugh. Um, Steven looks down with shame and regret from the balcony um from his house while heading back inside um he's lectured by pearl about his powers uh, pearl having an extremely regular reaction about this by the way like if i were pearl i would also be losing my fucking mind at him <laughs> yeah um uh this sets steven off and he glows pink and he blocks pearl with like a big barrier uh, as he tries to turn back to normal, he insists that he just needs space and that he'll be in his room. Amethyst, Amethyst suggests he, uh, that Stephen comes down and talks to them that he needs that he doesn't need like they need to know what the fuck is up with him. And Garnet uh, says that Stephen uh, is trying to avoid serious discussion. Stephen once again turns pink and shouts uh, that he is not as the entire living room cracks. Stephen tells him to, or Garnet tells Stephen to calm down as Amethyst. Uh, tells him to chill out. Um, and Pearl mentions that they need to, like, something needs to be done before somebody gets seriously hurt. Um, Garnet tells him not to let the power control him, but Steven struggles to keep his powers under control as he shouts, leave me alone. Uh, with this furious outburst, Steven realizes that he's once again gone into, like, uh, it says that he slows down time. My... My assumption is that he's just moving real... Like, this is the Flash situation. Yeah. Because um, like Steven's even never had time, power over time. <laughs> yeah, he even... Didn't he even say that, like, he's going... He's sped yeah. up or something like that? Yeah, yeah, because when um, we saw that with... Uh, when he was smoky, or in the smoky yeah. fusion, oh, I'm going so fast, everything's moving slow. Anyways, he uses this opportunity to fucking uh, biggity bounce. Uh, Steven goes to the woods, um, and is talking with Jasper. Um, Jasper's like, why the fuck are you here? Uh, <laughs> and he's like, this is the one place no one would come to think to look at me. I just want to not be around people. And she's like, you're around people. I'm fucking people. <laughs> um, Steven tells Jasper about how he isn't able to go home, but she pretty much ignores him because she doesn't give a fuck. Um, and... Uh, she thinks that he's just here for a rematch. Steven tries to reason with Jasper and issues uh, and issues with the problems that he has with his powers. But she believes that his friends are the problem, thinking that they're afraid of his power and uh, asks him, why the fuck is he holding back? Jasper believes that the best way to deal with anger is. Uh, and power is by channeling it rather than trying to suppress it as Steven does. With no one left to fight, Jasper uses her anger and power uh, and takes it out on the trees in the forest, destroying them completely. She then begins to um, train Steven to do the same, um, uh, turning pink and he manages uh, to 
punch the tree hard enough to crack, but he then kisses and heals it, pissing Jasper off. Um, and she notices that the grass is beginning to grow back as well. She demands that Stephen show uh, her the power he displayed earlier. And once again, he refuses. Jasper comes rushing toward him until Stephen reverts to his pink form, creating a barrier in front of him. This, um, But he's still knocked back as she crashes through it. Um... Uh, Jasper is making fun of him, but Steven gets pissed off at this and creates like a giant hexagonal barrier that sen he sends towards her. Uh, and she's satisfied with this result and she crushes it with single punch. Uh, he claims that he feels better after getting some rage out and he asks Jasper if she can continue to train him to control his powers. And she accepts on the condition that they fight one more, uh, uh, like once they are done. Uh, we then get a training montage, <laughs> is what happens here. We get a training montage of Steven carrying a bunch of rocks, um, which is really funny that, like, they're doing the, like, climbing up the thing, and Steven is carrying just, like, an obscenely higher number of rocks than Jasper is. Like, low-key, the, the show has always been, like, and Steven is extremely strong and powerful, and he just doesn't let it out. Uh, in no more is that present in then in this these episodes uh, or this episode in this montage as Steven like gets significantly stronger. He's staying in his pink form. Um, he's getting all grizzled and like hard edged anime boy esque. Uh, by the end of this highlight, um, by the end of this, uh, Steven is in his pink form. He seems to be a bit taller. He's stubblier. He's he's got like a pompadour thing going on. Um, he looks a lot more like jacked and aggro, basically. Later that day, the thunder starts rumbling and Steven, remaining in his pink form, is waiting outside of Jasper's cave as Jasper returns with more boulders. Steven is done with training and he claims that he's ready for a rematch. Jasper is pleased with this and the two begin to fight. And it is a wild fucking anime fight. Um... They start fighting Stephen, throwing uh, barriers at Jasper and uh, punching her in the face. Um, but Jasper uh, hits him in the face with her newly upgraded horn, uh, her new uh, horn helmet um, that looks a lot more like the um, it's like more spiky. It looks kind of like more like her like corrupted form. Um, Jasper is frustrated because she can still tell that Stephen is holding back. Um, and she pushes him to his limit by calling him weak and pathetic. She gets Steven backed all the way up and he furiously yells at her. No, I'm not. The fight then resumes and Steven immediately has the upper hand. He is just kicking Jasper's ass one way or in, in the fucking other, um, surrounds her with like hexagon barriers, traps her. And then he like climbs into the air and makes this just giant spiked hexagonal barrier that he like slams down at the ground and zooming down and we get this like shocked look of fear uh from jasper's face as it comes like crashing into the ground um jump cut the storm has gotten stronger it's dark it's raining we are inside um the beach house where the gyms are waiting for steven to return steven comes crashing in frantic now fully normal he rushes inside uh he's holding like his arm like in his coat um, and he like crashes past the gyms and into the bathroom where he turns on the faucet of the bathtub. 
Uh, he uses the remaining diamond ore potions, just dumps them the fuck into the 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 thing, and then he pulls out of his hands the shattered remains of Jasper's gem. He pushes them carefully back back together, puts them down into the water, uh, then cries uh, into the tub. This kind of activates the healing things that we saw in the very first episode of the series. Um, with uh, Jasper reforming, she's like, "Holy fuck, you shattered me." And Steven apologizes, saying they lost control. But Jasper steps out of the tub, bowing to Steven in his strength, calling Steven my diamond. Uh, much to Steven's horror, star wiped the end. Oh, boy. What a fucking place to end an episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, that it's such a good place to end an episode. This episode is great. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> Um, holy shit. Everything about this episode is just fucking wonderful. Um, Pearl is having an extremely normal reaction to this. Like the gems is very much shows that like the, the, the people in Steven's life want to help him, but they they're just not equipped to do so. Like they're try like in because partially because he won't let them in and partially just because they've never, you know, you don't know how to deal with something you don't know how to deal with. Yeah. Cause like Pearl is having the reaction that I would have had if I were Greg and my son almost killed me because he had a violent outburst in the van. Yeah. Um and Garnet brings up an extremely good point. Like, he needs to get this shit under control before he hurts somebody. Foreshadowing. <laughs> It occurs to me that Garnet is the character who says the foreshadowing line and she does have future vision. I wonder if that was on purpose. Almost certainly. Um, yeah, I. Oh, God, everything about this episode is so good. It's like the uh, also the fight scene. In this episode is so fucking good. They were like, uh -huh. let's watch some Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, they they spared no expense for that fight scene. I don't know. Steven Universe is just has no right to have as good fucking action as it does. I know we say this every time they have a like every time there's a fight scene, but it's like it's really good. <laughs> it's just a very good and very solid It's like it's like the Rock Lee taking off the weights and then this. Because <laughs> it does what a fight scene is supposed to do. It tells a story. It's not just action for yeah. action's sake. Like by the like when the, the fight turns and when we have the turn and Steven gets the upper hand, it is like under like it is correctly telling you that like oh this should be very scary steven is in fact very fucking scary because he has got the power of a diamond and we have seen what the diamonds can do Mm-hmm. he's even got little little diamonds in his eyes yep uh which was a very good touch mm -hmm. also when jasper reforms there's a fun new detail in her costume 
I did not notice. What is it? She has a pink diamond on her outfit now. <laughs> huh. Nice. <laughs> um. <laughs> also, the show really saying, like, if the, like, really doubling down on the, like, because, like, there 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 was not an unsmalled like group of the fans at the end of the regular series who thought it was going to be like a big fight between Steven and White Diamond, right? Mm-hmm. And like the, this really feels like partially the creators being like that would have been terrible and here is why. Like it would have been it Steven doing this is like a complete betrayal of his character. And is played as mm-hmm. such, and it feels bad, and he does a murder, and he feel, and it's terrible, and it's horrifying and awful. It's a very good use of violence in your show. <laughs> Agreed. Problem is yeah, with this episode, think- there's just like it's good. Uh, and it's just terror. It's horrible and terrifying. And you're like, holy fuck. And, but there's not a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. I, oh man. (laughs) Yeah. This episode, I just, I had so few notes Mm -hmm. just because I was sitting in awe of it. Yeah. Like, you can, I feel like you can now see why every time I basically get to, like, uh, why have, since we've started, I've watched the entire series three times. Because every time I basically get to, like, why so blue, like, I just, the the show is so compelling, I just continue to watch the show. (laughs) Because, like, uh, I very much want to just, like, just wish we had watched all seven of the episodes left in the series and we could just roll in and start talking about the fucking next one. Yeah, but (laughs) that also would have been like a three hour episode. Yeah. And it might still be a three hour episode. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, let me tell you, it doesn't really slow down from here. August. (laughs) Well, I mean, we only have four episodes left, so. <laughs> Can I, would you believe me if I told you things actually get scarier from here? <laughs> um, well, I know that the, the other diamonds show up at some point, so obviously things can't get any better. <laughs> I think you're going to be really surprised when the diamonds show back up. Not really surprised. I think you'll be moderately surprised. Okay. Because they have changed since the movie as well. Like, they were off having a fucking character development somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a good-ass episode of television. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like out of context, you could show this to somebody and they would understand everything that's going on and why every all of this is bad. Except for what a diamond is. And they never actually explained that. So you'd be like, uh, OK, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is a really this is a really tight episode. Mm-hmm. There's nothing is wasted here. Like we're we're right back to where we were when you know in the the height of the original series with you know how is this only eleven minutes? Yeah, for sure. Like there's a so, there's a montage that feels like it's eleven minutes long in here. Like the fighting montage, if you told me that that like or the the training montage was like, like a you know, ten minutes long, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably right. Like it felt pretty peppy. Like it's probably only like three minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Like it's a fun, cute little. The thing is, the way they continue to be like they present everybody like trying to solve help. Steven solved the problem, right? Um, and not doing well because they're they're focusing on the things that help them or using their own experiences and not kind of focusing on not not focusing on Steven, but like not coming at Steven from Steven's perspective. They they think about it through their own perspective, you know what I mean? Which is normal for fucking people to do. Yeah, this is why Steven needs a therapist and not like a personal trainer or a road trip. Um, But like, this is the same thing like they did in the last episode of like, OK, well, maybe this is working for Steven. And then we get like a peppy little training montage and then like it's a fucking nightmare at the end. And they just keep they keep doing this in they've been doing this since together forever they've just done it in every episode i've realized since then they're like haha it's a normal cartoon haha surprise there's the death at the end of this <laughs> yeah that that about sums it up all right let's see let's take talk about questions here we had we have we have so much. There, there's a lot of. Uh, let me scroll backwards. When did shit? Um, when did we last record? What was two weeks ago? Uh. The, okay. Um. All right, so everything after the 20... Sorry, I'm looking at our server trying to think of when people start talking things. Um, There's a lot of good discussion um, about my comments about the Friends thing, and I will fully concede that I was probably wrong on that. (laughs) Everyone else seems to have the same opinion as you, August. I'm like, well, maybe my read is bad. I don't think your read is bad. It's I think our reads are different and they're both valid reads. I mean, I guess that's fair. I think your like I think your read is closer to what the authorial intent of the episode was. Let me put it more that way. Cuz like it seems that everybody else was getting that out of it, but I like in whereas I was not. So it's probably closer to what was actually intended in me bringing my own shit. I also like I'm bringing, like, production stuff and, like, my knowledge of, like, how fraught the fucking productions of this entire show was 
to it and, and I'm thinking it's in those lines. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, I do my best to try and like sit and take the episode in like and not apply external like lo- like stuff like that when I'm doing like a critical analysis of it. Um, but I think I probably am not doing that <laughs> when it comes to that read because that was my main problem is I, I feel like the authors were not saying it because of external factors, but I think they were not saying it because of the re- like probably authorly speaking like the read that they are Steven sees them as both friends and romantic and does not see those things as mutually exclusive is probably correct. And also that he's probably maybe partially oblivious to the fact that he is in a relationship. You know what I mean? Mm. Maybe it was oblivious till they became Stevani again. And it was like, oh yeah, I'm basically inside of Connie's head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let's see, um, um, I confused everybody by calling this the penultimate episodes of Steven Universe when I meant our show, so that was pretty fun. (laughs) Um, yeah. Sorry, I've got to skip past a couple of Izzy's questions that do not pertain to this week because I fucked up. Um, let me get to Sean's because they're they're next in the order after that. Uh, <laughs> I really like Sean's comment of growing pains. Dr. Maheshwarn, uh, do you remember anything bad from your childhood? Steven recaps the whole series. Yep. <laughs> That montage is so like I it's good that the show realizes it though. Like th- they realized that it was fucked up from the jump. I don't think it was ever mm-hmm. portrayed as like not fucked up. It's really cuz like there were a number of times during the actual series where the show grapples with like he is a child in an overwhelming situation. I I'm thinking about like when they're going to the zoo and the the ship is stuck in like hyperdrive or what fucking ever and he can't get to the controls. And he just has, mm-hmm. like, a full fucking breakdown. Um, I really like that scene. In the same way that I really like the, uh, from Spider-Man Homecoming, or whatever the first Spider-Man movie from Marvel was, when, like, Peter's trapped under the, like, stuff, and he has just, like, a fucking panic attack breakdown while he's doing it, because he's, he's a child and he's overwhelmed. <laughs> um, I good good scenes of showing your hero like vulnerable and then like you know pushing through to get what needs to be done done um izzy growing pains uh izzy says that they had seen the clip where uh dr mahesh warren um explains uh trauma and ptsd to steven They said, I'd seen the clip out of context multiple times before watching the show, and it's always hit me hard. What are y'all's thoughts on having something so direct about trauma in what is ostensibly a piece of children's media? Would you have changed that scene at all? I I wouldn't have changed that scene at all. I think it's fucking... I would... Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Like, these three episodes are doing exactly what they're fucking intending to do. (laughs) 
And I think the thing that they're doing, well, probably not exactly what they're intending to do um, in the sense with mystery universe. Um, But like kids have trauma. Like when you're 16 and you've had a fucking really hard fucking time. um, Let me tell you as like an angry 16 year old uh, who dealt with a significant amount of trauma and channeled that into being kind of a fucking shithead uh, for a long time. Uh, I wish I had a show like Steven Universe to put shit in context for me like that. I think that is, ex- I think being as frank and direct about it is extremely helpful to its target audience. Yeah. Um, Then in Mr. Universe, feeling unmoored from family connections is something is definitely something I connected with in this episode, as well as wanting to remove myself from family that doesn't want me to live as myself. How well do you think Greg handled Steven's reaction to all of it as best as he could? <laughs> yeah, uh, I. I think that his reaction was incredibly reasonable, mm-hmm. especially um, considering Steven is being unreasonable in that in that particular place like he is not listening to what greg is saying he has just got this fantasy in his head that he is wrapped up in of this like normal life this quote-unquote normal life that he could have had and i think greg is doing good considering his son is saying some very hurtful shit to him yeah then fragments did jasper just die it was really a yeah jasper fucking died this is not this is not the first time that Steven has brought somebody back from the dead either. It's true. Like Um I guess it's weird that he can bring human being or he can bring like organic life back from the dead by himself, but he has to have the power of the other diamonds to unshatter a, a, a gem. Or at least that he thinks he has to have the power of the other diamonds to oh, unshatter a gem. He probably tried. I, I fully believe that he tried to unshatter Jasper, like, immediately. Like, I, I think it maybe would have been uh, too much if he was just, like, Steven uh, crying, <laughs> crying, <laughs> throwing up or whatever, you know, whatever the saying is. Um Just in the woods over, like, Jasper's shattered gem or, like, hurriedly... It probably could have been a fairly good scene of just, like, a scene of, like, Steven just, like, crawling on his hands and knees trying to find every little bit of Jasper's gym as it's been shattered to who knows the fuck where. Because it was light outside (laughs) uh, when Steven and Jasper were fighting. And it was certainly night by the time he got there. So it took him a long time to get this taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, apparently it was some kind of what Izzy said uh, was a joke, and I I didn't get it. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, 
Izzy says, uh, but putting aside the, the joke that I didn't get, I'm sorry, Izzy, uh, there's definitely a way where what he was doing with Jasper could have been healthy outlet for his anger and emotions, but Jasper is not a healthy person and does not have healthy coping mechanisms, and she has passed those on to Stephen with serious consequences. I don't really have a question here, I guess, just commentary about Jasper's self-destructive behavior disguised as a desire to destroy what's around her and have it fight back. Um, yes. Stephen needs a therapist. First and foremost, before anyone else's helping mechanisms can help. Yeah. Steven needs professional health. And then, like, yeah, physical activity and shit helps. Like, getting your mind off of it, having, like, an outlet for energy. I understand all of that as a person who's been spending multiple days in his fucking garage uh, cutting a wood that irritates your skin if you're not careful. Uh, <laughs> so. Um... Then Sean has a comment about Mr. Universe. Uh, minor thing, but the convenience store selling perfect hot dogs is a cute nod to the start of the series. Oh, that, that's true. I didn't notice that at the peepees. Um, th this episode sure does explain a lot about how Greg raised Steven, though. I think... That if Greg could have, he probably would have sent Greg Stephen to actual school, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outside of that, probably everything else the same. Uh, but I think given the options, Greg would have given his son a formal education. <laughs> also, I don't think the uh, Sean also says, I don't think I'm proud of you for telling me off has ever been an appropriate <laughs> response to anything, though. That's also probably true. It doesn't ever make anyone feel better, I feel like. Yeah. Sean also says, oh, damn, those diamonds in Steven's eyes when he struck the killing blow. Good thing the gems can't die without having kids. I mean, Jasper was fucking dead. Like. Just because like Laura's also died just because they come back to life doesn't mean that they weren't fucking dead. Though, I guess like. It's not 100% the same as, like, human death when a gym gets shattered, as we've seen from, like, the cluster. Uh, but it's also not... It, 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 it's... Yeah. You cease to be the person that you were uh -huh. when you're shattered. Correct. So... It is... It is death in a sense. Like, in a comparable sense to human death. Uh, Sean also asked a very good question here. Also, do you think any of this would be going any different if Steven ever had the chance to confront the real Rose Quartz about everything? I don't think this is about Rose Quartz anymore. Um, I do think things would have gone very differently. Um, but also... Yeah, I think that... Yeah. The main series would have gone very differently, but I don't know that Steven Universe future would be much changed. Yeah, because this is the key thing about Steven Universe future is it is it's about Steven. It's no longer really about Rose outside of like the volleyball episode. Um, the pink powers aren't like this curse inflicted upon Steven by his mom, right? They are. Uh, like a natural extension 
and you know basically like a metaphor for like the destructive power that trauma has on a person when unchecked and undealt with um and i think they were they, they like allude to it in volleyball right because like pink had a very bad upbringing as well like the the diamonds did not seem like they were good parental figures for pink diamond uh, considering that they locked her in a room by herself for who knows how long on end. Uh, does that excuse any of the behavior that she had? Fuck no. Again, context is not justification. Uh, same that like Stevens, Steven feeling bad and having these responses doesn't justify, you know, almost fucking killing his dad and really killing Jasper, you know? Um, but I think they are supposed to parallel somewhat, but I don't think even if he had confronted Rose Quartz, the events of Steven universe would have happened to Steven. He would have still been the chosen one. He would have still been the only person capable of solving that problem and thus would have still been by the time Steven universe future rolls around unmoored and kind of lost and still dealing with all of that trauma. Mm hmm. Um, I think that's the interesting thing about Steven Universe Future is, is like it more so is a show very much about Steven and his identity than the first like the the main series was. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that. That's. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's basically my thoughts too. Um. Alrighty. Well, everybody, next time on Gay Space Rocks, it is our final episode covering Steven Universe. We are covering episodes 17, 18, 19, and 20. Fragment, nope, sorry. Homeworld Bound, Everything's Fine, I Am My Monster, and The Future. Um, uh, are there any, let's see, what, do, what kind of dumb bullshit? We ranked songs. I wouldn't put any of the songs in this new, in Steven Universe Future. Um, like, there's no new number one song. Yeah. Um, Why So Blue is a good song, but it's not like, it's definitely like somewhere in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of any other songs that happened. Oh, there's that song from Sadie and Shep. Also middle of the pack. I like it, but it's, it's, it, it's not like the hardcore banger that the Sadie Killer and the Suspect songs are. Turns out, Sandy Killing the Suspects songs are just, like, legitimately good, even outside of the context of Steven Universe. Yeah. Um, we only saw one new fusion, and that was uh, Bluebird. I guess we also saw Mega Pearl. Mega Pearl's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, Mega Pearl was pretty good. Yeah, Bluebird is fine. It's funny. They're funny. Um... So I don't think there's anything to rank. 
we could definitively we get we could do top five episodes. I don't know. I don't know. If you want to see us rank shit or you have any questions, questions and comments about like the whole series as a, like as a whole, how we feel like it's weird to be coming to the end of a two year thing. August and I don't do shows that end. So, I mean, this one also is not ending. It's not like we're going anywhere. Um, so. Um. Alrighty. Um, at some point we, we need to like play at least one of the Steven Universe video games. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um. Oh, we also need to listen to Zach's album. Maybe we can do that in the meantime. Like, I'll send you a link to that album on, on, on Spotify. You think we could do four episodes in listening to an album? We don't have to critically analyze the album. I just really want you to listen to it because it's really wild. Yeah, send me send me a link to the album. It's good, but it's not like mind blowing. Um, Mm -hmm. At least not for me. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't dislike it. I just also don't listen to it on repeat either. Yeah, Um, the video games are really fun. They're like little turn based uh, RPGs. They're like 8 bit RPGs. Um, yeah, I, I have the first one on my phone, um, but I never got very far. Yeah. The other ones are on switch apparently. Huh? Mm -hmm. So, um, they look like they're kind of paper Mario ish, like with the time based stuff. I don't, I don't play a lot of turn based RPGs to begin with. Um, so I've never had a whole lot of interest. They're also like only quasi canon. Like they're canon in the way like a Dragon Ball Z movie is kind of sort of canon. <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. it happens and doesn't affect anything anywhere. Um, Alrighty. But yeah, hit us up. If you have any suggestions for stuff that you want to see us do. Um, I'm sure August and I will pontificate greatly. Uh, I am looking forward to watching the Owl House. Um, yes, definitely different vibe, but I think also a very good show. Um, also, finally, we're finally going to watch the last Evangelion movie. (laughs) Yep. Um, which is like 50% one of the best movies of the year that came out when it came out and then 50% super mid. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean that. I feel like that's Evangelion, though. It's true. The highs are so high, <laughs> and Ava, and the lows are so low. Like there's never, there's never a dull moment in Evangelion. <laughs> yeah. So at least, like the the fun thing about Ava is because it's all over the place. It's good for analysis. Um. Alrighty. Well, what's going on in FTL land, August? Um, we have, by the time this comes out, we will have completed our first, uh, first arc of our Pathfinder mini campaign. Um, 
which was a lot of fun. Are, is the first um, arc of the mini campaign the end of the mini campaign or just the end of the first arc? The end of the first arc. About how many arcs are there? Uh, it's probably going to end up being like five. Okay. Is it, depending on how recording happens. Are you going to flow like arc one and then start arc two or is there like regular FTL stuff between arc one and arc two? Um, we're because of, because of scheduling mm-hmm. and stuff, what I'm doing is drop, we're dropping an arc, um, an episode a week and then doing a break week and then starting the next arc an episode a week and then a break week, um, scheduling for, for stuff got a little out of hand. So we're having to do a little bit of, a shuffling around of the schedule, but, um, yeah, it's. Um, we're, we're kind of going through some adventure paths. Um, so it's, it's pretty fun. We're, we're getting to see a lot of, uh, a lot of the world of, of Pathfinder. So good times, good times. Uh, how about you? What's, uh, what's going on in Roomware land? Um, we're just trekking along, uh, I'm we're going to be recording Sunday <laughs> a follow up like we're kids don't run your actual play podcast the way that I've run the room where it happens. <laughs> yeah. Um fair. It works for us, but the who boy am I cutting it close? Um Sorry, give me just one moment yeah. checking something real quick. Sheeta. Okay. Sorry. I was making sure I was tuning to AW Dynamite and I was making sure oh, it was just Tony Storm. Oh well. I was making sure that um Sasha Banks did not debut for AEW. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> the uh but yeah, um, I think it's going really good. We have a really fun, and I think by the time you hear this, oh, let me switch project tabs real quick. No, uh, the week after you hear this, we have a really great end to things. Like we have a, like an end of an episode that is very good and like very cinematic, which I very much enjoy. Um, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um. Of about to start tipping some dominoes that are going we're, we're hitting that we're hitting that mid-season and by mid-season i mean 42 episodes uh that that's middle of the season for roomware pod <laughs> um yeah. uh turn that i like to do um this is like we're about to hit that point where it was like the like when everybody went to jail in the bleed um mm-hmm. Or uh, like you know the 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 team had that big falling out in uh, season one, like it's that sort of turn that like changes changes the dynamics and changes kind of like the stakes and everything in the world. Mm-hmm. So we should be hitting that, and I'm very excited because it's uh, very interesting the way that it will go. <laughs> um. That's about it. 
Um, yeah. All right. Well, whose turn is it? <laughs> what we? Uh, your turn. Is it my turn? Why yes. can we never remember this? <laughs> I remember. I mean, yes, but why is it every, like one of us always forgets every week? <laughs> At least. Because two weeks is a long time because we're both neurodivergent disasters. That's true. Alrighty. Um, well, audience, I encourage you, please, for the love of fuck, be like Cookie Cat and get some fucking therapy. <laughs> Peace. Peace.